Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Mace, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Or is that more rhetorical than anything else? Because what if I went on like this five-minute spiel? Have you ever done that with somebody? How you doing? And then it's like, do I need to pack a lunch for this conversation? All the time because I t- if I'm not all right, if there's something a little bit askew, I will tend to answer with some honesty, right? Okay. And that and because here's the thing, people when you ask them if you if you say how are you doing, they're only conditioned to expect an an answer that's just I'm fine, I'm all right. Right. How are you? It, right. You're not conditioned to expect an answer such as oh, I've been better or you know, I've you know, I'm that kind of opens the door. You're like, no, I got to ask what he means by. Well, this is the thing. And I, I think people, and that's what I mean. I, right. not that I don't think you cared how I was doing, I but care I think how you're doing. most people, if they say that don't really care or they care, but they don't want to know if it's something other than the rote answer they expect to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of things that are muscle memory. I'll give mm-hmm. you one. Have you ever taken an Uber or a taxi ride to the airport? Yeah. Okay. Dan, have you ever taken an Uber or taxi ride to the airport? I have, yeah. And I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And then the Uber driver, the taxi driver says, have a nice flight. And with, I, I, without even thinking about it, you say, you too. And you close yes. the door and you're thinking, uh-huh. I, where, where the hell's he going? I've done that too. And I'm right. And, I, and I, there was one time I said, oh, I'm sorry, you're not on a plane. I just sound like an idiot. And because you can't afford it like I can. No. That's what? probably how you said it. I do that at movie theaters too where you hand mm-hmm. them your ticket and they say enjoy the movie and you I too. say you too. Right. Well they you know they may go in and watch the movie after hours or something like that or you know sneak, sneak off and uh, you know or the, the answer that you shouldn't give is when they take your ticket and enjoy the movie and I said I'll enjoy, and, and say I'll enjoy the movies because back when you were a kid if you like movie hopped or anything like that but yeah, I bet that goes over big. Yeah, that's not that's not the answer you want to have. <laughs> Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Well, we say pretty much every week, but we're going to continue this. Uh, more injuries to talk about for the Broncos. And uh, I would say, at least from my perspective, these are a little bit surprising. Um, Caden Stearns, 
did not practice today. Tim Patrick and Albert O both have knee issues. I didn't realize that was the case. They did not practice today. And as for Garrett Bowles, he did not practice as well. Pat Sertan did not practice either. Uh, as for Bowles, uh, Vic Fangio was asked about that, and he said he's below a 50-50 chance to play on Sunday. And he was on the side field today. So that's the injured reserve field. Want some more bad news? Yeah, Bradley Chubb. We thought he would be coming back soon. Yes. Not according to Vic Fangio. He said we're hopeful that he'll be back within a couple of weeks, but nowhere near definitive. Well, at least you know a couple of weeks would be better than Nathan McKinnon, who's going to be out, surprise, surprise, lower body injury for at least the next three weeks. I do like the way I combined two teams there. That's pretty good. I mean, I, we don't all, talk abs enough, but I wanted is, to. The problem is a couple. A couple should mean two, right? Yeah. It doesn't always mean two. Yeah, but that's the assumption. Yeah. It's the assumption, but you shouldn't. I have found from dealing with people who do not mean two when they say a couple that it doesn't always mean that. You know what I say? Because I want to make sure all my bases are covered. Yeah. More than one day, less than a million. That way I know. You're not I, wrong. I am fully covered. I don't want to set any expectations. So with that, what if Tim Patrick can't go? Albert O can't go. Although Noah Fant is off the COVID list. Yeah, Noah Fant for Albert O is probably six of one, half a dozen of the other. Think about what you just said. That's six and one half dozen of another. You're talking about a first-round pick yes. and a guy who wasn't. Well, is that what it has come down to? No, for not Noah in Fant? terms of their quality, but in terms of just how you'd use them. Eric Salberg is the probably the guy who benefits the most because he'll end up he'll end up playing quite a bit. And based on what we've seen from him in the run blocking game in particular, he probably should play quite a bit. You really think that no offense that much better than Alberto? Alberto breaks tackles better. Noah Fant still has better hands, make more makes more plays. I mean, the thing with Alberto, I mean, he he's uh, dropped a couple of passes. Yeah. It's not like he's it's not like he has a case of the drops. But he but he still He wasn't Jerry Noah Judy Fan, or, Noah or Hamler Fan last year. Is, Noah Fant is not a good blocker at this point, but he's a willing blocker. That is something that is a level that Alberto hasn't gotten to. Okay, who would you who would you rather have? The guy who drops the occasional pass, Alberto or the guy who, on third and whatever, always seems to come up a yard short? I think it's more of a problem that uh, Noah Fant keeps getting called for false for penalties. He leads all NFL tight ends in penalties. That's a bigger issue than getting five yards on third and six. I think this year you can deem a disappointment for him. Yes, absolutely. You know what's interesting about Noah Fant? If you go by his per-catch averages from year to year, He's dropped every year. His per catch average has gone down. Shermer? I think maybe to some degree you do. He he has his longest play this year is only twenty six yards. Last year his longest play was thirty seven. Two years ago his longest play was seventy five yards. Uh, he's not. The thing is he's not getting those explosive plays that you expected him to. Well, but how much do you put on Shermer for that? I'd put a def decent amount of okay. on Okay, well, okay, let's see if we could put this on Shermer, and I'll, I'll get to it in a second, but I'll, let me start with this I question. I feel like you're setting me up. I'm not setting you up. Why would I set you up? I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, 10 being the absolute highs, 10 being George Kittle in terms of blocking as a tight end, okay? Where's Elberto? 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. About a 2. Where would you put Fant? About a 4. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know if I'd do that. It's the difference between willingness. I mean, Fant, Fant is willing. 
he's struggling. Now, the other thing with with Albert O, it's interesting. I mentioned Noah Fant's per catch average has gone down from year to year. Was per catch average this year still better than Albert O? Albert O is only averaging 7.3 yards a catch. All right, with that, Broncos coming off their biggest win in years over the Cowboys, quite possibly, and some have made the case. Biggest win since Super Bowl 50. So, are the Broncos feeling really good about themselves? Teddy Bridgewater heading into Sunday's game against the underdog Eagles. Never forget that dark place that we were in a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, this is a time in, in sports where, you know, it can be dangerous. Um, you know, just a couple weeks ago, you were hearing, all oh, you guys suck. Uh, get rid of this person. Trade this guy. And then you win a game or two, and it's like, oh, you're the best, this and that. And, you know, man, you got to ignore it all because in this game, man, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. And I think when you go through those moments where you're losing, you know, it tests your character. And, um, you know, with us, it test, it was a test of our character, you know, those four weeks that we, we didn't come away with the win. And then to come away with two wins in a row, that tests your character also, like, how are you going to respond? Are you going to, you know, feel like you've arrived or are you going to approach it like, hey, man, our job is not done. You know, we still got this game to focus on and then seven more games, you know, after this. But um, you just got to respect the game, respect your opponent. Oh, well, I think uh, it's what he's saying. And he had another comment in the in the course of his press conference where he, 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 he talked about just the, you know, the, the, the need to stay humble if you have some kind of success. Felt like uh, they didn't do that okay. when they were 3-0. All right. They win this game. You believe in more? Now they're on a three-game winning streak. And and they're not, you know, feeling their oats, thinking, hey, we beat the Cowboys. And then they go out and beat the Eagles because that's exactly what Teddy's talking about. They're as high as they have been all season. Honestly, if you, would have, if you say to me, do you think the Broncos are higher after the Cowboys win or after winning three games in a row, I'll say the Cowboys. You mean earlier in this season? Yeah. Now, if they win this game on Sunday, I think they're higher than they were after the Cowboy game. I think because that, they'll be on a three-game winning streak that includes a Cowboy game. There we go. Now, how are you feeling after everything Teddy just said? If they lose, is that just a bunch of bluster? Not necessarily pinning it on Teddy Bridgewater that he's not telling the truth, but maybe all the other guys or a lot of the other guys in the locker room don't believe what Teddy just said. Well, I think you can have the right mindset and still lose. I. I think if the Broncos lose this game, it's not going to be because they were feeling too good about themselves after the Dallas game. I think if they lose this game, it'll be because uh, because there are execution issues, there are mistakes, and maybe Philadelphia makes some plays. Yeah, we put a lot on. Oh, you know, we took them too lightly, blah blah blah. But usually, it's just you get beat. I think that no. I, I think I, I think I agree. I agree halfway. You with took what them you're too lightly. I think it's one of those things. It's it's an ex, it's you're you basically have it's an easy excuse for an easily digestible excuse for just some deeper issues in a game. I understand when momentum happens in a game, it's hard and it's going against you. It's hard to recapture it in your favor. I understand that sometimes when things are not going your way, the the tide of the tidal wave is too much to overcome to swim out of it. I get that. However, when you're feeling good about yourself, instead of benching, I don't know, 10 reps of 300, you'll do seven. Instead of spending two hours watching film, you spend an hour and 40 minutes. That's human nature when you're feeling good about yourself. 
You just don't put in as much time. And to me, that is the preparation. Yes, catching the ball is an execution thing, and things like that happen. Just like on this radio show, you and I come completely prepared. But sometimes we say something that makes us sound like a complete knucklehead, and you have to chalk it up to, it's not that I wasn't prepared, this just happens to be live radio, and I shouldn't have said that. Mistakes happen. That's right. I mean, and the equivalent of that would be dropping a pass in the open field. I and the Cowboys had a couple of those on Sunday. Yeah, but not scheming, not studying your opponent, not looking at somebody's tendencies and spending the time. That's when you're feeling really good about yourself. There, there's, there's so many different phrases that you can use. This team shouldn't be feeling good about itself. No, I agree. And but, I think, and and if, and I, and I don't know what would force them to get the message. Just realizing where they've been the last few years, you shouldn't feel good about yourself. Period. Until you're in the playoffs. I mean, there's there's so many different phrases. John Wooden, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. If you always do what you always. John wouldn't say that. Actually, I don't think he did, but I think he gets credit for it. Failing, yeah. Fail to plan is planning to fail. They're failing to prepare yeah. is preparing to fail. So I, I always heard it as failing to plan is planning to fail. No, you can say it however yeah. you want to. Maybe maybe we'll call that a macism. I see that it's like been to. attributed to Benjamin Franklin. See? Th- there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a couple of centuries there on the Wizard of Westwood. Th- this is one I learned in high school. It's called the five Ps. Proper planning prevents poor procedure. See, I learned that with another P for a word that comes before poor that I'm not sure we can say on there. We'll spell it out. It begins with a P and it ends with SS. And there's a value. You can, you, you, you can say that on there. Oh, you can now? Yeah, go ahead. I thought that was one of the seven dirty words. No, uh, George Carlin does not rule the show. He's not even alive. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, say it. Piss poor. I can't believe. You, are you near the dump button? <laughs> I cannot believe I go. You can't say that. Coming up Why after. Why did you tell me I could? I can't believe you said that. Why did you tell me oh, I could? Oh, gosh. You're the. Golly. Hey. This is worse than Eli Manning. Now the FCC is going to be coming after us. You're the. No, we need to hit a break. Stop broad, talking. You're the broadcast professional here who's, no, been, no, please, who's don't been doing give, this for decades. Don't give me credit. I do not deserve. This coming from a writer who calls it the DNVR. You lost credibility right there. It's the DNVR. Let's get it straight. Coming up after the break. A lot of national websites, power rankings, talking about the Broncos. And all of of what they're saying seems to be pretty consistent. And you're going to kind of like what they have to say. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. 
If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfpe.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. When you own a business, you got to have the right location. So if you're looking to buy, lease, or sell, you need to work with Heather and her nine-person team that has over 50 years of experience. Listen, a lot of people can do real estate deals, but if you're a cookie cutter real estate, and I'd say over 90% are out there, whether it is commercial or residential, the deal's not always going to get done. You want to work with people who think out of the box, who are creative, and that is Heather Taylor and her team. Work with the best. They are recognized as one of the top 10 commercial real estate firms in the Denver metro area. They will get the job done for you. Go to impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. I just told uh, Mace a joke here, and uh, it took him a second to get. A second to get. And then he's like, actually, that was kind of funny. Dumb, but funny. With that, I will tell you the same joke. You ready? Ready. It's a knock-knock joke. Okay? You ready? Yeah. Okay, you start. Knock-knock. Who's there? <laughs> Time now for the buzz. <laughs> the buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Were you laughing with or at Danny after you got spooked by that? I was just laughing at the fact that he had the same experience that I did. Every, I was, it every, was a laugh of recognition. Everybody has the same experience. What are you supposed to say? That's There's the nothing point. to say. Yeah. Want to try it again? No. But you I'm start. Gonna try, you start. I, I'm going to try it with my daughter. Oh, she'll love it. It's bigger. Yeah. That joke is huge on the preschool. I'll survey. say I'll, on the preschool. My daughter, oh, yeah. She's in third grade. Oh, she'll still love it. I'll, I'll, you start. Knock, knock. Who's there? Right. She'll love it. I'm she'll be like, uh, and I bet you her reaction will be the same. It will be. I have one more for you that, that you can you know add on to that. All right. Yeah. Where do the Russians put their armies? I don't know where the brushes put their arms. Up their sleeves. In their sleeves. Oh, boy. Yes. I forgot about that. Big on the preschool circuit. Oh, okay. I've heard, heard that one. I I, I was, uh, I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's more than forgettable. Okay. National yeah. websites came out with their latest power rankings. Sports Illustrated has the Broncos at number 19. This is what they wrote. If the Broncos are 6-4 and four after 10 games with a handful of winnable games remaining after the break, they should be taken seriously. Dan Hanzus of NFL.com ranks the Broncos 17th. This is what he writes. This was the type of performance against the Cowboys that changes the way you look at a team. Pete Prisco, little prickly guy, right? Number 19 for CBS Sports. They are in the playoff hunt, talking about the Broncos. That's what Fox Allen's broadcast last week. Said the Broncos were in the hunt. I did a screenshot of the graphic post on Twitter. Most people laughed at that notion. Okay. Bleacher Report has the Broncos number 18. Broncos are back in the conversation in the AFC West, ahead of a winnable Week 10 matchup at Mile High against the Eagles. Yahoo Sports might have the most accurate way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Our friend Frank Schwab writes this as he has the Broncos number 18. This to me rings true more so than anything else. The Broncos didn't have much on their resume before Sunday. 
Then they absolutely blasted the Cowboys, leading 30 to nothing with five minutes left. Does that mean the Broncos have taken a step forward, or was it a random outcome on a crazy Sunday? Yeah. Crazy Sunday with a lot of random outcomes. We we hear the cliche any given Sunday, right? That goes back to Burt Bell, who said that he wanted the NFL to be a place where on any given Sunday, any team could beat any other team. I got to tell you, it kind of hurts the Broncos' image of their really dominating win over the Cowboys with all the other upsets that happened. Well, it, it hurts, but it also, I think it shoots a little bit of a hole in a critique of the Broncos was that, oh, they went 3-0 and against a bunch of bad teams, but you look at those. Those, those bad teams, teams won The Giants beat the Raiders. <laughs> right. The, the Jaguars beat the Bills. Right. And the Jets have wins over the Bengals and Titans. On their resume. By the way, you see who's starting for the Jets on Sunday? Mike White. Mike White. Mike White. Why are you saying it like that? I'm saying it like uh, when Stewie on Family Guy puts the emphasis on the H. Mike White. Is there any? Will is, there, is there any show you don't like? Cool. Oh, because plenty. well, we got Family Guy, we Simpsons. got The Simpsons, we got Seinfeld, of course. Yes. Uh, that tells me. I'll that, throw some Star Wars in there, but that's a movie. Those are movies. In, in what Star Trek? Okay. In what uh, context do you throw Star Wars in there? Like just if there's a, I actually, uh, I threw it into a lead of a story that I wrote over the weekend because it was kind of focusing on on the data of Teddy Bridgewater versus what you see and feel. Mm-hmm. You remember in the first Star Wars movie, you you know them all. You know. He, Obi-Wan puts the blast shield over Luke Skywalker yeah. and tells him, your eyes deceive you. Don't trust them. Mm. But then he also says, stretch out with your feelings. And what I'm trying to say is, your eyes may say that Teddy Bridgewater is a bad quarterback, but the mm. truth is, he's a mid-tier quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. All right, let's see if you can finish this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I love you. I know. Well done. <laughs> well done. Twice. Well done. Well, I, I know you You know the Star Wars movies. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the way, I haven't seen one of them. Don't tell me what happens to Darth Vader. <sighs> Just like I haven't seen Titanic. I heard the ship goes down. But, uh, but well, I, you I, should I, know that from the history books. What? That tit- <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Jack. Jack. There's room on the there's room on the damn door or bed or whatever it was. Is there any other uh show see when when you quote all these movies I do it because for a lot that, of people it's a it creates a common frame of reference for a lot of people. It, you know what that tells me? Besides yeah. watching football, you don't leave your basement. All you do is watch Family Guy, Seinfeld, and The Simpsons. I don't I guess it sticks. I don't have to watch it a bunch of times. I just there are certain things that stick. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It just does. How many times have you... It, but, it, a, a random Seinfeld episode, how many times have you seen it? Uh, probably... I'd say I've probably seen a random episode of Seinfeld about six or seven times over the years. Okay. I mean, it's... But look, the show came on over 30 years ago is when it debuted, right? right. And so it Almost got canceled after its first season. Right. So it's been on in Kind of like this show. But here's the thing. Like, with Seinfeld, for me is when it came out on DVDs, I would actually fall asleep watching some of the DVDs 
And so I got a lot of, a lot of this stuff sometimes I'm convinced is because I like to have some background noise and I right. like familiar background noise. All right, noise. real quick. So we- it's a familiar movie. It's a familiar show. So I get a lot of this subliminally. I know there's a generation gap, Danny, between me and you and me and Mace. So with that, give me a show that is wild, wildly popular that you have never seen. Um, that's a good question. I watch a lot of TV. I mean, I went back and watched Sopranos. Uh, Seinfeld is on Netflix now. I didn't so I'm ask what that. you've I know, seen. I know, I'm but I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of it, and I there aren't a lot that I haven't seen. Because you're saying you've seen at least one episode. Because if a show is in okay. the if the I show guess, is in the zeitgeist, maybe something like yeah. Mash. I, I haven't ever seen Mash. I okay. have. I have three shows that would stun most people. Go for it. Well, specifically you. I have never seen an episode of MASH, nor do I ever want to watch an episode of MASH. I watched a half episode. I'm thinking, I don't get the humor in this, and I think I have a pretty decent sense of humor. At least that's what I tell myself. Actually, I wrote it down, and then I read it. I believe everything that I read. I have never seen a full episode of Simpsons, and I've never seen a full episode of Family Guy. Okay. Probably, probably Probably the generation, because the Simpsons came on when I was 13. Oh my god, I was. That's when it debuted. I was working by then. Yeah, and at McDonald's. Yeah, and and so actually, I did work at McDonald's. That's I I can see that. Like for yeah. now, to say that I haven't seen one episode of a show. See, that's where I. It's tough because like Game of Thrones. Okay, never saw. I watched a I half watched, episode. and I'm like, I don't get this. I watched one episode, and I'm like, I can't watch this. It's too. You know, it there's there's a level of yeah. Like there's obviously a level of gore, but a level, but there's I don't things care like about that incest, like, and it's, I, I describe Explain what incest means. I'm not going to on the air. People can look it, it is up. a little heavy on that. It is. Is it game of, yeah, th- it game of well, no. that's also how royalty right. looks like I'm binge watching so. something. But, but the thing, the thing about it is, is I, I would, uh, the way I describe game of Thrones is that it's too vivid for me. Like I, I don't need to see it. Okay. Yeah. They it's it's just kind of putting everything out. It's vivid and it's graphic, and I'm like, yeah. that's just not my taste. A buddy of mine, Bob, just texted me and he said, "No mash." I've Bob I watched all the episodes of Mash, but I've watched like you read some article like like when it comes on a streaming service, I'm like yeah. okay, here's like 20 good episodes of Mash, and so I would. Yeah, I've watched like the best episodes of Mash, and I. It's not one that I would put in my pantheon personally, but I get why it was popular, and I, I know, it. and it's enough to know the characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I know I Hawkeye and Klinger and Radar and Colonel Blake and I don't, his, I don't his, listen, listen when his plane got shot down and all that. I don't find war. I'm sorry, I don't find war movies funny. Although there were two that I thought had a good sense of humor. Yeah. Schindler's List and Platoon. Oh God! I know Coming up after but the one break. thing about Mash, the whole thing was it was trying. It was an allegory for Vietnam. What's that? When Mash came on, it, it first the movie, then the show. It was an right. allegory for Vietnam in that era. So it's actually, even though it's set in the Korean War, right? There's more. It's it's kind of more of a statement on Vietnam, right. Than the Korean War. When I watched Schindler's List, did I lose anything by watching it on a black and white TV? Coming up after the break. 
The Broncos have did, a big. They actually dis- did lose something important symbolically. Well, yes, if you did watch it on a black and white. I did not watch it on a black and white. I know, it is, I know. To me, yeah. honestly, it is the greatest movie ever made because yeah. of the story and the way Steven Spielberg did it. It is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And Every, you, everyone should watch it. And if you have never seen it, I don't care how tough of a guy you are, if you are not crying at the end of it or at least choked up or at least teary-eyed, you have absolutely no soul. And I saw it in the theaters, which, of course, tells you of course, my it was, age. It was a Seinfeld plot point, too. I saw it in the theater yeah. as well. Yeah. By the way, I said Platoon because in Naked Gun, they walked out they're of the laugh- movie theater. They're laughing, leaving Platoon. There That's we the go. joke. Yes. There we go. Yes. Coming up after the break, Broncos' big decision to make on whether to resign Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick or both. What if they have to make a choice? What do they do? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Great movie. Great movie. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. It's La Bamba. Richie Valens. I don't understand a word of that movie. The day that music died. By the way, you know, there's a, in Clear Lake, Iowa, there is an annual. Did you just say to me going after the break, during the break, you said this segment went off the rails and now you're talking about Clear Lake, Iowa? Yeah. Keep going. Well, you mentioned Richie Valens, Obama, the day the music died. In Clear Lake, Iowa, there is an event that commemorates uh, the last concert that, of course, Richie Valens, you know, Buddy Holly, the big bopper gave yep. at the surf ballroom in Clear Lake. And so they do like a 1950s style uh, concert on that weekend every February. And one year I went to it. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you something that I do, and I'm not yeah. proud of it, that is so incredibly insensitive. But I do refer to it this way. Have you ever flown a prop plane before? Yes. You know where the pilot, you know, spins the, uh, spins the propeller, serves you drinks, closes the door, does everything? Not then, one where the pilot's serving the drinks. Basically, or maybe he's drinking them. And the plane, all years, the entire time. You yeah. know what I call those planes? What? Buddy Holly planes. I just oh, do, because you're always afraid you're going down. Oh. And those things, last time I went to Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I flew a Buddy Holly plane. I can't believe I even got there. Time but you now. did. And but you I hear, did. And you're here talking to me now. I did. I did. Yeah, they out. still use some of those in small at small airports around I, the country. Oh, well, of course they do. They're not big jumbo jets. Mm-hmm. Time now for what's trending. What's trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. We did not leave enough time for this segment because we only have about four minutes. Uh, the Broncos might have a big decision to make on Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick. You know Judy's coming back. You know Hamler's coming back. You know The, the Broncos sunk so much money into their uh, defensive backfield early on. Certainly that did not pay off. And you can't sink a ton of money into your wide receiver core. I understand Judy is under a rookie contract. Hamler's under a rookie contract. But both Sutton and Patrick are going to be top 15 paid wide receivers 
after this offseason is over. They're both going to get paid. If you can only re-sign one, who's it going to be? Are we assuming they're not going to be at equal cost? I think that Cortland Sutton will be 10% higher and only 10% higher mm-hmm. because of his knee injury. And the knee injury is part of the reason why I go with Tim Patrick. Well, that and the cost. well Tim Patrick's dealing with a knee injury right now. Right, but we don't know that it's an ACL like Cortland Sutton had. Here's the thing about Cortland Sutton. I think he's a more dynamic wide receiver. I think athletically he is better. But Tim Patrick is just so damn consistent. And you know he's always going to catch the ball. And here's a stat that is absolutely stunning. He leads all NFL wide receivers with a 156.3 passer rating, meaning when he's targeted Mm -hmm. in man coverage and that is tops in the league. Cortland Sutton has had a couple of huge games this year, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him at all. I mean, he was brilliant against Pittsburgh with 120 receiving yards. Jacksonville, 159. But then on Sunday, he was one for nine. Now, well, he was only targeted twice. Right, and, and the thing is, Dallas, it's funny, because Dallas focused bracket coverage on Cortland Sutton. Right. But then a critique of Tim Patrick is, oh, he's not getting the number one corner. Well, that's not a critique. That's a fact. No, no. His big play was against Trayvon Diggs on Sunday. I understand that. And but generally, team, and not speaking, every and not every team moves their corners around to have them shadow specific receivers. And a lot of them, they, if they do, especially if they do zone type coverages, it's Tim Patrick is facing a number one corner. Here's the thing: the other thing about Tim Patrick, he's consistent every game. You know, you can pretty much count on him for about four or five catches per. Game. He also hasn't dropped the pass in the last two seasons. Right. And for Cortland Sutton, while he's had some huge games, I wouldn't say he's consistent for that every single game. Tim Patrick, he is. Just but just by looking at his numbers, it, it they're they're not as big as mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton in terms of receiving yards or I think even receptions. Yeah. Cortland has more receptions and he has more yards. Yards per catch, it is Tim Patrick. But catching the ball, at the end of the day, I don't care how good your routes are, if you can't catch the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, Corlin Sun does not have a history of the drops. I'm not suggesting no. that at all. But Tim Pat, he's very he's fine at that. He's he, he's good at that. Here, Tim Patrick is the league's best at not dropping the ball. Here's another That's w- the thing. Here's here's the simplest way to put it. I think if you are George Payton, who's a better compliment to Judy? And that's another key thing, because you could argue that Tim Patrick is a better compliment to Jerry Judy. Yeah. Catches everything. Fits fits that role better as a wide receiver, too. Yeah. Like you say, catches everything. It's going to be a tough choice, and I don't see any circumstance in which both of them are back. They're not. Um, okay, what if? What if? we got to hit a break. But what, more what? and more, especially, again... 10% does matter. I mean, let's say we're talking about, uh, let, let's or maybe, let's say it's even like 15 or 20%, okay? And we're talking about a 2 or $3 million difference in player. Well, 2 or $3 million, that, that's your right tackle, well, but potentially. I, I, I want to throw one thing in. We've got to hit a break. You're going to go after Russell Wilson in the offseason. You're going you're to try and find a way to, you know, get Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. Isn't going to be easier to try and get one of those guys if – both Sutton and Patrick are back, and you have a ton of cap space. Here's the thing, though. You're probably making that move 
in February and executing the trade in March. So it's possible, like very similar, like Joe Flacco trade happened. It was it was made in February, executed in March. That deal is probably happening early enough in the offseason to where you can kind of tailor your plans around that and say, okay, which of these receivers would you rather have? And if it were Aaron Rodgers, then you know what? It, the answer might be neither. It might be signing Devontae Adams. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, the topic of the day yesterday, the blows traded between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris. The NBA has handed down fines and a suspension. We will talk nuggets on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Who do you think when you have such luck? I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. I thought about you know doing my estate plan and my living will for a long time, and I kept procrastinating. And I'm like, you know, I got to get this done. So I, I, I met Dan. I'm like, this is the guy that I want to work with, and I did everything with him, and I feel great about it because I know that I'm totally protected and he helped steer me in the right direction to make all the decisions I feel that were the right decisions to protect my family. With that, Dan, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, when we buttoned everything up, I don't know if I asked you this question, so I might as well ask you now. Mandy and I, we are tied together uh, with, with our financial plans. God forbid something happens to her I don't know the first thing to do. What do I do? Yeah, that is uh, something a lot of people don't think about uh, is that when someone passes away, especially when it's like a married relationship or something that looks like a married relationship, um, they kind of keep going on. They, you know, they already have the car keys. They already have access to the bank accounts. They're already in the house. Like, do they really need to do anything? And even married couples, like there's some stuff you should think about. There's some tax papers you might want to file. There's some stuff you might want to do to kind of note that the person, somebody has passed away and they're not on the deed anymore and they shouldn't be on the bank accounts anymore. And it's not fun stuff to think about. And a lot of people kind of, uh, uh, accomplish not thinking about it by not thinking about it. So, um, yeah, they, we, we get a lot of situations where the second person passes away and then the family comes in. And it's like, oh, boy, this is, uh, you know, some stuff should have been done back years ago when the first person passed away. So when somebody is married, and Mandy and I are going to be married in 2022, um, mm-hmm. should we exchange passwords and all of that stuff and bank account information? Or is that, well, what do we do? Is that what we do? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good question, because even within married couples, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we still have realms where we're kind of like, this is mine, this is my email, and, you know, maybe I don't need everything to be shared with my spouse all the time. So, um, and frankly, if I, like, if I go and log in with my wife's password on her email account, because I happen to know it, I'm violating their terms of service, right? I mean, it's like that little contract you sign when you say, I accept, when you sign up for every single thing on the internet. Right. Like, one of those things that is in there probably is something saying like no one else is going to log in with this information so um, there can be situations where again like um, especially for children I mean a lot of married couples do have each other's passwords and access and that kind of stuff but when it's a kid who's trying to figure out like are there bank statements coming to this email are there um, bills coming to this email like I need to get into that email I don't know my dad's password Um, so I might need to call or contact Google and try and figure it out so having those estate plan documents actually like in your documents go back and look at them you'll see some stuff in there about um, electronic access to electronic information because we always put that in our documents because that can be vital actually now i have access to it but i don't have any of her passwords so what do i do yeah, you might have to contact the providers, the service providers, and they're going to ask you, especially right now when you're not yet married, right? Right. I mean, like, who are you, and yeah. why are we giving you access? So in, um, like, your power of attorney documents, in your trust, in your will, like, there is, um, there are things in there saying the pers- my personal representative, my trustee, my financial agent, gotcha. like, they do, I am authorizing them to have access to these accounts in Google you know, hopefully it'll work with you on that. It's a little bit of a wild west out there with this electronic stuff. Or I could just very coyly look over her shoulder while she's logging in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't recommend yeah, that. Yeah, the, 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 you know, the thumbprint on the iPhone or whatever. That's what I have. It's going to be harder to duplicate. Right, that, 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 that's what I have. I, you know what the funny thing is? If something, God forbid, happened, you know what my first thought was? Uh, well, I guess I better call Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. How do, people, how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, so, as you said at the beginning, the McKenzieFirm.com is our website, and our phone number is 303-578-2745. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day. Okay. You too. See you, man. All right. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Nikola Jokic has been suspended one game by the NBA for his retaliation against Markeith Morris of the Heat on Monday night. Morris and Jimmy Butler for their roles in the confrontation each find. So just a game for Jokic, which is pretty good considering how I think most of us thought it would be at least two. Uh, but he will miss tonight's game against the 4-7 and seven Indiana Pacers at Ball Arena, 7 o'clock p.m. tonight. Can Denver win without the Joker? It's not just without Jokic. It's without uh, Michael Porter Jr. Very true. And also, of course, Jamal Murray out. You're asking him to win a game without any of the big three. It's at home. That's probably too tall in order. But the suspension, the fact that it was a one, one game, it sort of screams like, okay, we had to suspend you by the letter of the law. 
but you had a point. Because that was the minimum. That was the minimum that he was going to get. I'm going to get a lot of pushback for saying this. I think it was a mistake giving him one game. I think it was a mistake giving Morris nothing, because it's not a deterrent now. Ah, well, I can instigate something. I'm just going to get fined. I mean, my my game check is bigger than what. That's what Morris is thinking. My game check is bigger than what I got fined. Same thing for Jimmy Butler. You, you got to make a statement as the league that this is not acceptable. Now, if Jokic does it again, if Morris does it again, they will wind up getting more. I understand that. But if this happens again to another player on another team, they're going to argue as long as the guy isn't crazy injured, they're going to say, well, Jokic got one game and Morris only got fined. There's no deterrent. None. What do you think he should have gotten? Jokic? Yes. Three games. And Morris? Two. I would have. I think they should have had the same amount. Of I would have no. And by the way, I'd have no problems with yeah. Morris having having two, having three games at all. He was the instigator. But there's a, but there's a great term in hockey. It's called a feel good penalty. Some guy goes after you. Referees don't blow the whistle, and then you take your stick and you slash the hell out of his knees, and suddenly you're suspended for three games. It's the feel good penalty. That's the guy that always gets a game misconduct, gets suspended, gets hauled into the commissioner's office. You did not set a tone of a deterrent if this happens again. Because players are going to think it's acceptable. And you know what? Fortunately, I suppose I should say, because I'm a human being, fortunately, Morris was not seriously hurt. Fortunately, Jokic was not seriously hurt. But if guys decide to do it again and they're, and they're seriously hurt, don't tell me for a minute that you're going to suspend somebody longer because suddenly they were more seriously hurt. It was the same exact thing. It was the same exact. I'm sounding like a father here, but there's no deterrent. Are, are you going to – are you thinking twice about losing your temper if you know that you're going to get a game out of 82? No, you're not. Three, four, five games? Hell yeah, you are. If your paycheck means something to you, unless you're a max contract guy. See, I think there was some understanding that he has that Jokic, in terms of the contact, he's absorbing, absorbing on a night-to-night basis, and it's not being called. I think this was a tacit acknowledgement that he has a point. That That's, they understand his frustration. Well, you know what? There's Let's no, see if that result. So this is where there's if, no tacit acknowledgement if, if that the, what Morris did was wrong. If the call, Zero. but if the calls start coming for Jokic, one game, you'll take it. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff. They can help you design an entire kitchen or get something to fit your budget. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Vic Fangio. Boy, did he go off with a whole load of compliments on Javante Williams. Hmm. You know, for as much as Vic doesn't compliment his players, he may have gone over the top. That's next. So let us start talking about-